Welcome to Piedmont Arts. I'm Rachel Stewart, and today my guest is Christopher James Lees, who's the resident conductor of the Charlotte Symphony. He'll be leading a special New Year's concert called A Baroque Celebration, Old World New Year, uh, in the coming week. It's a virtual concert that you'll be able to stream uh, January 1st through 8th. We'll get all the details about that. But first, welcome, Christopher. Thanks for being on Piedmont Arts today. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be with you, virtual or otherwise. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the first question I have is, how did you decide to do a Baroque theme for a New Year's concert? I'm not sure I've encountered one of those before. Maybe, I've, maybe I'm out of the loop, but... No, that's a totally fair question. And in this reimagined season, um, everybody on the Charlotte Symphony team, um, myself included, have been pivoting as each step um, towards, or rather, we, we are pivoting through the year as we go. And I don't think our original intention uh, was for this to be a New Year's uh, concert, but the way that we all ended up, I think it follows in the great traditions of European orchestras like the Vienna Philharmonic, who have a New Year's Day celebration every single year in a very um, historic style, in, meaning that Vienna does um, Viennese waltzes, of course, and Johann Strauss is the centerpiece of that. Um, for us, we knew we were going to do this Baroque concert, and when it became clear that we weren't going to be able to open the hall to the night theater, open the doors to the night theater, by that week, we decided, well, why don't we turn this into an opportunity, as we have been since the pandemic started, and draw focus into the start of a new year and to bring it to uh, bear with great freshness and energy and life. And, and this music has a lot of vitality and a lot of vivaciousness. And there's a kind of optimism to this program that I think of any age in any world, old world or new world, um, hearing this music will feel like a fresh start, which um, may be welcome to some folks as we turn the page on the calendar. You think so? <laughs> I'm imagining that, that that will be very true for me and I know for many <laughs> friends and colleagues and family and, and maybe it will be for a few listeners also. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> so what works are gonna be on this program? How did you how did you set up this Baroque concert? I think we landed on actually a really cool, um, sort of diversely interesting Baroque concert. Um, we've got uh, a suite by Telemann, the Sinfonia Spirituosa, uh, which is this sort of spirited three movement uh, Baroque form. We've got a, another Sinfonia by uh, Dallabaco, which is a lesser known Baroque composer, Italian Baroque composer. Um, but the music has this sort of snap, crackle and pop to it. There's, there are a lot of champagne bubbles in this music. And I think it's absolutely timed when people will be able to listen to it. Goes great with the mimosa. Um, and then, of course, you couldn't have a Baroque concert without Johann Sebastian Bach. And so we're playing the air on the G string from the third orchestral suite, um, kind of a contemplative moment in an otherwise sunny program, uh, reflecti reflecting back on the year that's that's followed or that preceded it. Um, and then a Vivaldi um, Symphonia in G major, which 
as all the trademark wit and joy and lightness that we've come to associate with with his music. And then sandwiched right in the middle, uh, we're gonna feature our concert master, Colleen Lupanu, playing not just the winter movement from Vivaldi's Four Seasons, and he does so brilliantly. I think your hands will start to feel cold listening to his icy tones, and you'll start <laughs> to shiver along with the Charlotte Symphony as you listen. So we're doing that, but we're also pairing it with the summer season from Astor Piazzolla's Four Seasons that he wrote kind of in homage to Vivaldi because of course, when it's winter time in the Northern hemisphere in Buenos Aires, it's summertime, but you hear some musical connections between these two. And then of course, Pier Piazzolla, um, sensuous melodies and um, engaging driving tango rhythms. And so we get this sort of new, um, aroma, a new scent, if you will, on the Baroque style through the eyes of this Argentinian. And so taken together, I think it will actually end up being a really wonderful and diverse and diversely engaging program. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. And, you know, like we said, not your typical New Year's perform or program. Um, talk a little bit about how this is going to work. This is a virtual concert. And I, I guess I'm curious about two things. One is, you know, how will people listen to it or access it? And two is, how did you record it? This, that has been the crux of how the Charlotte Symphony has tried to continue to connect with the community since um, everything shut down last March. I mean, nine months ago. Um, we're very fortunate that one of our own musicians, Bob Rydell, has an audiovisual recording company called um, Acoustic Mobility. And if, if there is a more aptly named business for audiovisual recording, I don't know what it is because he has been mobile when we've recorded at Noda. He has been mobile when we're in the night theater, um, when we uh, play in other venues, he's, he's just there and it's, and it's really remarkable. So in terms of accessing the program, uh, everyone can head to charlottesymphony.org and look for the New Year's celebration um, tabs and find your way to tickets. And, and I think the team has done an incredible job of seamlessly integrating camera shots and interspersing program notes given by me that was recorded ahead of time. And so the presentation for the listener, for the audience member, ought to be pretty seamless. Um, and that sort of engagement of hearing what the music is going to be about and then instantly engaging with the music, sort of program notes as we go, um, I, think, I think it's going to be actually a really wonderful way to tap into a seamless presentation that is no substitute for meeting in person, but is, um, I think, um, an alternative that we have at this time. Uh, so people can still engage with their musicians, with the Charlotte Symphony, with great music um, performed at the highest level, um, but also from the safety and comfort of their own homes. When you recorded it, did you have to limit the number of musicians? Uh, and did you have to sit sort of far apart? What did you have to do? Like like uh, everyone, we've had to adjust to the new normal and and... I'm really proud of the way the Charlotte Symphony has handled the, the health and screening, um, uh, providing for a safe workspace for the musicians and conductor. I'm very grateful for that too. 
Uh, we are partnering with Atrium Health. We have this whole season for um, testing and being sure that our safety protocols and our screening procedures every day um, is in line with the very best medical advice and then making that advice work musically. So all of our players sit six feet apart from one another, which has been an adjustment. Um, it's like relearning how to play with each other because you're used to being inches away and now you're feet away. Um, and the musicians have responded brilliantly. They really are, are maintaining their professional caliber while also in a new uh, environment. And that's been an adjustment, but I think um, a worthwhile one. And for this program in particular, there was an added layer of complexity because instead of standing and waving my arms uh, to conduct the ensemble, I'm sitting behind the harpsichord and playing and conducting from the harpsichord. So I sort of enmesh myself into the ensemble and become just another musician sitting on stage and waving my hands when uh, possible while also playing continuo and playing chords as we go. But that sort of engagement was another adjustment because we do do some play conduct things, but never from the harpsichord. So this is a new environment in which we're making music. And I think the shimmer and the shine of what came out was really sort of spectacular. So from, you know, just an ordinary listener's perspective, it's not going to sound like you guys are sitting six feet apart, right? No, it sounds crystalline and um, it sounds, uh, what's the right way to describe it? The sound of the orchestra is so vital and has so much shimmer and so much shine. It really does sound um, unified and and crystalline is the adjective I keep coming back to, especially for this Baroque style, which, you know, you should be able to see the reflection of the sun off of the gold in the room in which these pieces were originally heard. And even in the Charlotte Symphony in the Night Theater in 2020, um, you can still hear it. Where do you think, uh, how is this going to work going forward? What are you going to take into 2021 um, beyond the pandemic, do you think, from this experience? Well, it's, from my vantage point, nothing substitutes the experience of hearing music live and in person. All of these um, accommodations and um, changes to the way that we're broadcasting our music um, to the city and to the region, uh, they're all really great adjustments. And in some ways we're allowing more access for more people to connect with what we do than we've ever done before, uh, just by virtue of the circumstance. However, when we have the chance to play for a live audience as we did at Truist Field at the end of October, we had a concert there and our tickets sold out in a matter of hours, hundreds of seats in 36 hours were gone. And I think that speaks to not just the music which stands the test of time, but for the attraction of gathering, because part of listening to this great music, as you know, is doing it with other people and knowing that the vibrations coming off of the stage are hitting your skin as they're hitting your neighbors. And knowing that for this moment in time, the virtuosity of these great musicians and the synergy of what's happening on stage can only be captured in that moment. And that's something that we can um, sidestep. It's something that we can um, make some adjustments towards. But when it comes right down to it, this music is meant to be heard live. And so there will always be a component 
of what the Charlotte Symphony does that enables that community experience. Um, when I've told people that I'm a conductor in the last nine months or so, they say, well, what are you, what are you doing? How have you guys um, been affected? And I say, you know, our business is transformational experiences for large groups of people. Large groups of people is not possible right now, but it looks like it might be in the not so distant future. Um, and that, regardless of the size, the transformational experience will always be there. And I'm hoping that there is a hunger from the community as there was from the musicians who were kept from the stage for six months, um, that when we return, there will be a new um, investment of energy, a new investment of intention and a satiation of this hunger that we've had for being together. And music is a catalyst for being together, no matter where you are all over the world. Yes, hopefully um, we're about to see that return a few months down the road. Let's keep our fingers crossed for that. <laughs> you and me both. We will share in that, um, in that optimistic hope. But in the meantime, there's a Baroque concert that you can enjoy on, uh, well, starting on, new, on January 1st. And it's available through January 8th, is my understanding, yes. right? To, yeah. to stream with the, the folks that it's safe to stream, <laughs> sit around and watch it with or listen to it with. No, you can watch it and listen to it. Yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting. <laughs> and I think it goes well on, on New Year's Day. I think it goes great the next day. Um, and the day after that, and the day after that, and the day after that, if every day you had, you know, 50 minutes of beautiful music um, on on your TV and on your laptop and, and your disposition for the day was influenced by the sunny sounds of Baroque Italy, then I, I think it goes very well hand in hand, a great way to start off, kick off the new year. With that said, you can find out more information, find out how to get access to the program by going to charlottesymphony.org and looking at their um, their section on their concerts and, and where they sell tickets. Christopher James Lees, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us today. It's been good to talk I am to you. A big, I'm a big fan of WDAV. I listen every single day. And um, I love the mission of the of the radio station and and I couldn't be prouder to be part of the classical music community uh, that includes such an amazing team um, at WDAV and you in particular, Rachel. It's a, just a real joy. Well, I'm, thank you. I feel the joy uh, over Zoom. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, it's been great talking to you. Good luck with everything. Um, and I'm sure that there will be more great performances to, to share before too long.